Welcome, Welcome to, to Quick Shots. Quick Shots. Welcome to Quick Shots with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. With your preferred preferred cousins. Pref- your preferred, preferred cousins that you prefer to listen to, hey, uh, preferably. A question here. I'll, I'll let you uh, elaborate on this one. Uh, Hayley wants to know, what is your stance on rent capping across Australia? Uh, and by the way, on, on that note, Massive campaign by the Real Estate Institute of Victoria at the moment, basically Huge. denouncing the proposed rent caps down in Victoria there. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, what's your stance on rent capping? Well, I mean, what's my stance? <laughs> what's our stance? I suppose, um, look, I, I can see why it's a hot topic of conversation right now because, and, and for the last 12 months for, for that matter, because rents have gone up exponentially. Your, your wife... Um, James, Hannah, she had her uh, property, we calculated over three years, gone up by about 45%, mm. um, which is, you know, astronomical, I think, from like low 400s to sort of 600 to mid 600s. So huge jump, huge jump. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's a, it's a feel-good short-term response to what we're seeing, especially like when we're talking politics, trying to put something out there that is, you know, happening right now, they're responding to the people and all that. But what it actually does is when it it limits supply significantly, which is what we need right now, because rental capping, obviously, it it means that um, I think what Queensland have done is you you can't put the rents up um, in under a 12-month period. So it's, it's kind of it's a feel good, but ultimately, like that's what most people would do anyway. So it it basically destroys, you know, six month leases, whereby um, or, or or even even shorter, whereby the rent can be put up within a twelve month period. So it's a bit of a feel good. Um, but when landlords aren't able to put up their rents or respond to the market or you know in, respond to their increasing interest rates, um, it limits supply. It it makes investing significantly less appealing and therefore less investors enter the market, which is what we need. Um, they bring on supply, which ultimately um, minimises our, our rents. I mm. Like, I don't know how else to put it. It's, um, we need supply. That's the long-term mm. solution, but it doesn't give us that sugar hit that we need now. And while some politicians recognise that supply is the answer, they know that it they can't click their fingers and it happen overnight. So I think what we see is these yeah rental cap policies coming in. But the Real Estate Institute of Victoria, they are going so hard on the radio, cousin. They're just absolutely saying like this is not the solution um, the solution is is supply. Um, well, I think we're we're quite fortunate too in Australia. There's so many other much bigger countries and cities than us, which have tried rent caps. Uh, and there's a lot of data out there that say that they very much work in the short term, but they have um, consequences in the medium to long term. You know, people we we don't build the housing that people need, for example, because it discourages yep. investment. To your point, uh, but also tenants get a little bit trapped as well because they're you know whilst they're in a place, they're protected by the 
the limited uh, rent increases. But as they they grow and go into a different stage of their life, they have this massive sort of cliff that they've got to jump to get to the the, the new renter of a different place that suits their mm. needs. So it actually holds people back a little bit in terms of their progressing through different life stages as well. Um, so it, need, it needs to just be coupled with supply-based solutions. I think it's got a place for sure. Um, think, you know, yeah. there should be some form of rent capping. just doesn't work in isolation is my, my view. Exactly. Uh, it needs it, it to be coupled. It's not the only solution. It's a, it's a very, very short-term solution. Mm. Um, where do we go over here? Let's go to Daniel. Pros and cons of buying new property versus yep. established property in high interest rate environment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so that that is a good point because we when you buy new, you you um only pay stamp duty on the block of land if you're buying a house and a block of land. So the stamp duty is much less. Whereas if you buy an established property, you pay the stamp duty on on the whole package or the or the whole house. Yeah. Uh, the difference being that uh, the stamp duty is not a tax deduction. You have to um, put it on the cost, and you get a deduction for it, but only if you ever sold the property from a capital gains point of view. Uh, whereas if you build a house, the interest you pay during construction is tax deductible or at least a significant chunk of it is. So you get it back straight away. So, so it's always mm-hmm. been the case that it's been a lot more effective from a cash flow point of view to build brand new. Uh, when interest rates are high, Daniel makes a, a fair point that when interest rates are high, it, it probably comes out to being sort of neutral. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I, I think, you know, you, you're not worse off or, or better off in either situation from a, an upfront investment point of view because um, you might put in a little bit more for the stamp duty and the interest during construction, but then you get some back and it squares off. Uh, yeah. I think it comes down to your strategy. You know, you're just wanting to buy one or two, um, you know, because in that sense, you are going to probably be better off buying established property if you're just wanting the one or two. If, you, if you're wanting to build a portfolio of multiple properties, um, you kind of can't, you can't have many older properties because they're, they're too much of a cash flow risk. Um, that They typically have, um, you know, lower occupancy, higher maintenance costs, um, and, and also the, the risk that you get big problems, you know, you get big leak yeah. or, you know, an issue with the roof and, and your tenant often has to move out for a few months and you don't have rent coming in and you eventually get reimbursed through your insurance, but but you've got to cash flow that. Um, yeah. Whereas if it's you've that, got to do that over the, multiple properties, it's tough. It's the it's the face value, you know, people look just on face value, the, the entry point, but mm. they often forget about, you know, Ongoing. after that. Ongoing, mm. exactly. And, and I like to use the word predictability. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go uh, this one for you, Peter. He's asked about the property we mentioned, which was uh, Hannah's last week, uh, 45% rent increase over three years. What, what type of property is that? Uh, is it the type of property that, that gave it such a big rent return? Oh, my God. I, I don't even know, like, very much specifics in terms of land size and, and whatnot. I think uh, Hannah's property is, what, about 400 square metres thereabouts yeah. with a four-bed, two-bath, double lock-up garage. Mm. Um, so, like, it's it's a decent home in terms of uh, flexibility. It can take on families, it can take on two families. Um, but I think what's more important to note here, Peter, is that besides it being a house and land, is it's in a 
an area growing by about 11% population per annum. Yeah. Um, it's more of it's a, where, a where than a what. It's more of a where. Type of That's exactly right. Question, That's a, yeah. Look, I mean, the, the type has a, has some relevance because, um, I mean, we're not talking about a, a one per, well, sorry, a one bedroom, but, you know, there could there's a few examples of some one bedrooms yeah. in Melbourne that have gone up by 44%, I must say, um, over the same over the same period. But obviously it's... it's um, well, you got to go and demand, depending where it is as well. You got to go to an area that's got a growing population, but coupled with growing incomes, you know, as well, because you know people can only afford so much, right? Like, like they can't afford to put seventy percent of their income into rent, for example. So totally. you, need, you need an area where not only is the population growing, but you've also got disposable incomes growing as well. Yeah, totally. And I think what's good to mention is this area is in Pimpamar, so it's it's uh, on the northern northern end of the Gold Coast City Council, so Gold Coast technically, um, but it actually situated between the Gold Coast and Brisbane, um, so not quite not quite halfway, a little bit closer to the Gold Coast, but it's right next to like major employment precincts. Um, a lot of them industrial, and then obviously you've got Brisbane and Gold Coast. So you're sort of just really opening up your opportunity for lots of different type of people to to be living there and um and and renting the house. So that's largely nice. Hey, I'll, I'll see you in person. I'll see you in person tomorrow. Also, How like, good? Honestly, like 24 hours less than. You're How a lucky good? guy. I'm a, lucky, a lucky guy. guy. I saw um. I saw you had some no trespassing signs in your office yeah, the other day. Yeah, that was hilarious. You know, <laughs> normally people, if they do a prank, will actually clean it up for you as well, but oh, I had to no. clean it up myself I'm on gonna, I'm going to share this on our Instagram later today, yeah, actually. Yeah, but yeah, it's hilarious. Basically, uh, just, to, just to, you know, take the people along for the ride. Oh, mate, um, yeah. I had about 20 massive red and white no trespassing signs and I had uh, I had some left over from a recent trip I did where I had to put some of those up and uh, it's about 10 of them that I put around James' office and, yeah, and he yeah. still trespassed. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't warn a bloke enough. Yeah, hilarious. All right, see you guys. <laughs> Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is the doubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is the doubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.